0: Good afternoon and good evening, wherever you're listening to this from. It's really great for you to be joining us. Uh, Yesterday was Youth Day in South Africa, so we moved our Wednesday slot to a Thursday slot. And uh, thank you so much for being here and joining us. But before we get together for what we're going to be discussing today, which I think is a really exciting topic, I just want to check in with my handsome, um, freezing uh, father of two dogs, Fiance, are you a fiance? Scratch, scratch golfer. Scratch, scratch plus fifteen golfer. Are you married yet? Yeah, you're officially <laughs> married, 18. eh? To so your husband. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the wedding, I remember the wedding. I was invited, and then
1: I I got uninvited. Covid uninvited me to yeah, yeah. the wedding. I, I mean, um, you're part of the, the groom's party, so that's it's good to know that I'm married, you know? No,
0: no, no. I just couldn't remember if you did the official, uh, if you did the officially, but I remember now you did, you know? But I wasn't invited, so I've got no memories of it. So what would I know? I mean, I yeah, for
1: part sure. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what's up, Eric? How are you? How's hey, Joburg? Dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. Uh, Joburg has been freezing. Um, my house has been freezing even more than that. Yes. But it's all been good. Yeah, it's mm. been, you know like i'm i'm sitting here at home and i'm just like it's just groundhog day every day mm. and i'm just like i'm so over it and we've just in in south africa we've just entered the third wave now mm. so we've just been uh on the receiving end of some more lockdown that's happening mm. so any hopes of getting onto stage soon is now also diminishing mm. and it's just uh, do you feel it as well like just it's the monotony of the same routine every single day
0: Look, you know, I, absolutely, you know, Groundhog Day. I keep telling everybody. Everybody's like, "How are you?" I'm like, "I'm good." It's just everything's the same. It's like I'm, I'm just going through the same yeah. motion over and over and over. And look, it's a very privileged place to be because we're in a comfortable place to be repeating. We're not in an uncomfortable place. For sure. But, um, yes, the Groundhog Day is there for sure. I, I, I've kind of res- I'm trying to resign myself to it. I think that's the thing is that you have to almost like accept it, not fight it. And and I think the the urge is to want to. Be upset by it and frustrated by it, but yes, I, I definitely go through my my own sort of angst about it. But look, the thing I did was start Ironman training, so it's almost like mm. it's given me something else to focus on rather than just my career and like why we're not on stage yet or whatever the case may be. Yeah, but also what else is happening, Eric, is that a lot of people are passing away. It's just you know we've had our good friend Alex mm. uh, Granger, speaker that was. Like yeah. literally five days ago, put on Facebook, please keep me in your prayers. And then three, four days ago, passed away. And I'm hearing of a lot of other people that, that are passing. And so this third wave, the mutation of the virus is obviously um, really got a very different power to it. And uh, so whoever you are, wherever you are out there, just be careful. I know in South Africa, we have this variant, but I think this variant is, you know, it's all over the world. So depending on where mm. you are, you could be affected by it. So be careful. I think we're not, we're not quite out mm. Of this COVID nineteen processes yet, and uh, it's unfortunate because even with the lockdowns, the restaurants are now closing earlier, and you know they were looking for trade, and now there's no more trade there. You know, so I think it's also hurting a lot of people financially. So yeah, it's it's a it's a trying time. You know, third time going into lockdown, it's quite a thing. It's quite a thing.
1: Mm, Yeah, and you know, I think you you spot on in that. It's a. I was saying to Dan the other night as well. You know, we like when we moved into a deeper lockdown now it doesn't affect me at all, to be honest. Mm. Like it's, my day is going to be exactly the same. Mm. But then there's so many other people that are deeply affected by it. Mm. And uh, I mean, this is, a, this is the the challenge of everything that we've been through is that, you know, some people have actually done phenomenally well over the past few months and the past year or so. Mm. Um, I've listened to many people say like how it's been like the best time for them mm. in terms of personal growth mm. and their business growing. Mm. But then on the flip side, we've had, like you say, like it's just been... Like it's been horrible logging onto social media and seeing Mm. so many deaths being reported all the time. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's a trying time. It really is. And Mm. and,
1: uh, Mm. this is transition
0: from the old world to the new world. And we still have to see a lot of implosion happen and a lot of different things take shape, you know, before us really get going with Mm. the new world. So I even think globally, even though America is fully out of it and they're doing everything without masks and stuff, I still think there's other things to come um to 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 realign us for the new world you know but anyway that's a waiting game and let's see how it goes and uh, uh so tell me what's been happening work-wise and uh what have you been up to in the last week
1: yeah it's been good i've been working a lot on a new webinar that i'm putting together and i um, been like really in, sort of engulfing myself into adaptability and learning for teams mm. um thinking of of a, a new and interesting way that I'm bringing think week to the table mm. back but mm. not in the same format mm. um so that's been like top of mind for me um, and then obviously working with learning experiences for for various organizations uh, what's been happening on your side uh
0: you know what's it's amazing you know I've got that PR lady working with me and uh, I've just had a string of interviews you know I was Uh, Yes. Interviewed on uh, youth day, interviewed on the future of work, a future of masculinity, a future of education. So I've just had a string of interviews, which has really been great because it it gets me to revisit that research and to just keep it top of mind. And uh, there's a whole bunch more coming. So yeah, it's really great. You know, I mean, and we've spoken about your personal brand and the business of you on the podcast before, the creator economy, the mm. passion economy, and, you know, having a PR company working with you, having a LinkedIn company, wherever, YouTube company working with you, I think it takes a few months and the momentum starts kicking in. And so doing a lot of that sort of press stuff and also a lot of briefing, a lot of work coming in a lot of organizations are also feeling a little bit of frustration around not being able to have their teams together not being able to celebrate um just you know, just having the opportunity to connect and that sort of stuff. So everybody's trying new and different things and thank goodness uh, I'm being briefed a lot. So yeah, quite a lot of work coming in and and Mm. quite happy with that, you know. But also back onto the training again, you know, a lot of training this morning. We did uh, 45Ks, we're doing 45Ks over the next five days before the solstice, it's called the solstice challenge. So it's flipping breezing here in Cape Town. The sun only comes up at quarter to eight and we out there from six to quarter to eight. So by the time we get on, the sun's coming up. So, yeah it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's winter and we're training a lot.
1: What happened to your inner ear thing? Did they come back with any results?
0: No, they want me to do more tests. So, I still have okay. to go back and, and check that out. So, for the moment, just swimming in the pool. Okay. No ocean swimming for me. All right. But let's get stuck okay. into today's session. I think it's a yeah. really exciting session. It's all about learning. It's all about developing. And it's so funny, you know, you know, Eric and I speak off uh, air about what we want to talk about. And when he told me he wanted to speak about this topic, I, I was just like really enthused by it because um, I'm speaking at Suit and Sneakers next week. And one of the things I want to talk about is uh, developing a beginner's mindset and mm. uh, being OK at sucking at something new uh, for a while. And that's a really tough thing to do. You know, with my Ironman training, that's exactly what I did. You know, I was an absolute beginner and I'm still in the bottom 20 percent of the athletes who train there, but you know, that's just what it is. That's where I am. And that's how I'm growing. Mm. So really interested about the topic. Uh, so take us away, Eric.
1: Yeah. Listen, I, I think just to echo what you're saying, beginner's mindset is so difficult to latch onto, especially if you feel like you've already made it in some ways, yes. because it means you have to let go of that ego mm. and some of your like past success, which is a very, very difficult thing to do. Mm. But so what I wanted to talk about today is um, the enemies of learning. Mm. And what we know, if we look at you know what is coming And I mean, over the past few months, we've experienced change, I think, and compressed like we've never had before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what we've been hearing for a very long time is that change is accelerating mm-hmm. and that we know, I mean, and this is something that's like right up your alley that you speak about all the time, is that we have all these multiple high impact technologies that are converging. Mm. And it's not just that each of these, like, you know, neural systems and AI and VR and AR and like, we have all of these things coming together. And it's not just that they all have the potential to shape the future in their own right. It's that they are combining and accelerating. So so that's really like, it's going to bring about an incredible amount of change. I don't think we've internalized Mm. what that's going to look like, Mm. but I do believe the past few months have given us a glimpse of what we might be going through perpetually as this uh, this, these technologies accelerate. Mm. So, how do we then adapt to that? And we know that the answer to that is we have to increase our rate of learning.
0: Mm.
1: Not just that, we have to increase the return on learning. So both those things have to be present. And it's also not just because here's the thing Sorry, that Sorry, what is our like return
0: on learning? What do you mean by that?
1: I mean the amount of time that you put into learning. Okay. Should be effective enough that when you leave, that you are, that you've actually learned something. Okay. Because, so a a poor return on learning for me is that you spend all day listening to podcasts and you get to the end of the day and you've actually learned nothing. Okay. Okay. Got it. A good return on learning is you spend 20 minutes, you've gotten, you've applied that and you've actually had results in your business because of it.
0: I make notes, you know, I repeat, I I, I go back, I make Mm. notes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's, that's a good return on learning. I like that. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Mm. So. But, but not only that, it's also about what we are doing today. It's also about the fact that we are making decisions today that's going to ultimately influence where we go in the future and what we're going to be and who we're going to be. Mm. And how do we make decisions? We make it based on our past experience and we make it based on knowledge that we gain. Okay. So if you aren't learning new things, then you are constantly making new decisions with outdated mental models. Well said. So- so, and the reason why I think that's important is if I go back to my physio days, it didn't matter how many times I told people, if you continue with these bad habits, it'll end up with you having a hip replacement yeah. or a knee replacement or a heart attack. It's almost like when, when we talk about the future and the change that's coming, it's not scary enough. Like it's not, it's not pressing enough to make changes to go like, oh, you know what, you're right. I need to start learning more, more effectively. Mm. But when I tell you, you know, it's actually affecting business performance today because you are not making proper decisions. Therefore, your business isn't leading to where it could go. Mm-hmm. That that feels a bit more like pressing, yes. right? So, but for, but for both of those reasons, I think it's really important that we get learning right. And that we get learning right inside of our teams as well. Mm. So four enemies of learning that I want to quickly take you through. The first one I've spoken about quite a bit, and this was… Um, what really gave rise to think Week, which is thinking and glances. Mm. So thinking and glances really is it's kind of what everything centers around. It's the fact that we live in a state of information overload that we wake up in the morning, we have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn serving us content all day, hundreds and hundreds of posts, and we just can't internalize it all. And so what we do is we swipe through it, we read a headline, we skim through a few like topics, we read a post. And we feel like we've learned something, but we've just glanced at the information. Yeah. We haven't integrated it into the way that we think and behave. Right. But the biggest problem there is that you think learning has happened, but it hasn't happened. Yes. yes. That's the like there's the illusion of learning. Yeah. But it hasn't happened. Yeah. And so what happens is like, well, I think I've prepared for the future. You haven't. Mm. I think I've updated my mental models. You haven't. Mm. I think I'm a bit smarter than what I was yesterday. Mm. You aren't. Mm. But there's the illusion of it, right? Mm. So thinking and glances is where everything starts. That's like, that's uh, learning enemy number one, okay. really. Because that then gives rise to all the others. So you have thinking and glances. By the way, any questions, any comments that you want to Yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. On? Um, one of the things I wanted to say was, uh, Joe Dispenza speaks about the fact that when you react to the world like you used to six months ago, you haven't grown.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: the same thing as that when you, when, when, when that one person perturbs you or that person you still haven't forgot, forgiven, or you still haven't tried that new strategy at work. Uh, this is when you see that learning is to happen in glances. And, and mm-hmm. I always find that, you know, when I think of somebody that I don't like and uh, and I still don't like them, I'm like, whoa, that's a, that's a sign that I haven't grown. And that that's a mm. way to hold yourself accountable for your internal right. emotional state that you carry. Um, and that always then says to me, do I need to forgive somebody? Do I need to apply a different model here? When a client's being iffy with me, am I reacting in a calm and more elegant way rather than being, rea- than being triggered? So yeah, that's mm. uh, that's a good way to, to hold yourself accountable.
1: Yeah. I love that. So if if there's a trigger, if there's something that's triggering to you, and you realize that it triggers you still six months, eight months yeah, down the yeah. line, then you realize yeah. that you haven't grown.
0: You're actually the same person you were yeah. a year ago. So
1: I love that. Yeah.
0: So if, and if you take this back, right back to our, our parents, let's say you don't like your dad. Let's say your dad irritates you, and like he still irritates you. You're like, okay, well, you're still a five year old kid. <laughs> like that's all, all. That's all that means. Yeah. You know, you haven't grown yeah. past it. So yeah, okay, that, that's what I wanted to say. Mm. All right.
1: I love that. Mm. So this, the second enemy of learning then is that we have to constantly battle with the vast amount of mediocre content that's out there. Mm. So we know that input equals output, mm-hmm. right? And that if you want better better outputs, mm-hmm. you need to have better inputs. Mm-hmm. Like this is like like 101, right? Like if you're a bodybuilder getting onto stage, mm-hmm. Then eating McDonald's no, and never going to the gym, just stop. that input is never going to get Firstly,
0: you. Firstly, don't be a bodybuilder, to get on stage. Let's just start there. But yes, of course, I get the rest of yeah. it.
1: Yes. Yeah. If, you, uh, if you want to do an Iron Man. Oh,
0: yes. There we go. No, you, you, yeah. you can eat as many McDonald's as you want because you're on that flipping bicycle and running, <laughs> swimming, and nothing even touches you. It goes straight through you. No, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, but I get you. I get you what you're saying. Your input cool. versus output. Yeah.
1: But so where is input? was output important here for us is that, again, like this is how we update our mental models. Mm. But the problem is that there's just too much information out there. Mm. That if you go, like most of our learning because of the algorithms, mm. because of the timeline mm. is given to us. Mm. Like that's essentially what you're learning is. It is random because you are just basing it off what is presented to you on the day. Yeah. So what you need to do is First of all, you'll need to be a lot more intentional to go and find the best content. Yeah. But then on top of that, you need to filter through all of the noise to get to the signal, to the stuff that's really, really good. And there's something, I, I, I forget what exactly it is, but it's like something like Stuttgart's law or Sturgeon's law. It's Sturgeon's law, yeah. the fish, Sturgeon, Sturgeon's law. Um, and the guy said that 90% of whatever is produced is crap.
0: Mm.
1: And actually, like, I think online, that number is probably higher. Right. Because there's just there's just so much content, so that's the second enemy of learning is that you have to find the space to find the good stuff, f- to create the input that's going to give you a much better output.
0: Well, for me, the way I do, and again, very good because you doom we all doom scrolling, right? Like it's so there's sure. there's there's times that I want to doom scroll because I want to be brain dead, and there's other times that I want to be uplifting and in information coming in. So what I've done is I've hooked my uh, sort of thought leadership insights into people so scott Mm. galloway dr joe um, or two that just come on top of mind is that if any time they put something out i'm listening because i've built trust with them they've helped me already and if i start feeling like they're repeating themselves or they're saying the same things over and over and i'm bored of it then i'll find a new teacher and so for me it's not Mm. it's about identifying the people and then the people guide me and I think that's a, that's a nice mm. way. That's the way I do it. So I don't know. I don't know. What do you do to, for
1: that? Eric? Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. And I think on top of that, what I'd also say is find the curators. Yes. Like that's becoming a bigger and bigger thing. Like where I get a lot of my information from is that I subscribe to newsletters mm. that curate mm. content around a specific topic for me. And I know that they they sift through a thousand articles what, to present me with fun. What do you, what do you, what do you, what brands do you use? What platforms do you use? Oh, uh, no, dude, I won't be able to like name that off the top of my head. Like uh, Morning Brew.
0: There's yeah, there's so many of them. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, Morning Brew is a good example. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually not subscribed to that anymore. I used to Yeah, be, yeah, me too. I used but to- it, yeah, there, there's like some, there's some very specific ones around leadership and around the future of work and all those kind of things okay. that they curate that for me. Yeah. I don't have to go and do that. Okay. So find the curators in your nice. space. All right. So number three is, it's like a, it's a newish term that I recently coined, I guess, um, called learning asymmetry. Okay. And what I realized is that when we look at a team, there's always learning asymmetry present, because what happens is that if you have a team of ten, you might have three people. Who are like really engrossed in self-development and professional development mm. and they are always busy like you know reading scott galloway and like tapping into morning mm. brew then you have three other people who really want to do that but they're actually just thinking in glances mm. so like they feel like they're updating their models mm. but mm. they aren't mm. and then you have three other people or four other people do nothing who really want to learn but they do nothing because there's just no time yeah, yeah. Like what is the number one enemy for, for teams? Is like, we don't have the time mm. to go and do things because we are always busy with the work. Mm. And and that'll get to the fourth point. So what happens is that there's a learning asymmetry that occurs in your team. Mm. And this is a massive problem because ultimately what happens is that the team doesn't have a shared understanding of mental models that could drive them forward. Right. So when, here's what I've noticed, for example. So let's use anti-fragility. Like when I do a coaching session with a client and we talk about anti-fragility and this is a totally new concept to them. Initially, you have to explain to them what this is about. Mm. And then they go, ah, then you go, well, how does this apply to your life and what you do? And then they get to contextualize it for themselves. Mm. Now, when they leave the session, they have a new mental model of how they filter decisions that they make, the way they show up in the world. But the power is the next time they come back into the session we have a shared understanding of what anti-fragility is. And I can say to them, how are you being anti-fragile this week? And all of a sudden, like this is a a new world because language opens up a new world for us. So the same thing in a team. If one person in a team knows what it means to be anti-fragile, but the rest don't, they're missing out on a, a massive opportunity for shared accountability and a shared way of filtering decisions they're going to make in the business and as a team. Well, look, it's a great asymmetry needs to be
0: Well, in marriage as well. I imagine that's important that you're growing in the same way, in the same direction. I think in friendships as well, I think in any construct that's obviously we work, we're talking about work here and teams, but I think this is, right across the board, you know, you sit around with your Mm. friends for long enough and you're sharing these mental models that you can share together and and, and see the world through the same perspective. So I like that. I I, I think, what is the solution there, Eric? Is it just more communication uh, around the sort of not what you're working in, but what you're working on? In other words, like, how Mm. are you approaching the work? Like I, I made a post the other day about pay attention to what you're paying attention to. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. so it's that idea. It's like, let's, let's work a little bit in the business and then let's work on how we're approaching the business. It's having that mm. conversation and demarcating those two.
1: Exactly. And that segues perfectly into the fourth point, yeah. which is that every individual and every team operates in two zones. Mm. The one zone is the performance zone. Mm. And the performance zone is where we get all the work done. It's where we grind it out. It's where we create the the goals and the outcomes that we want for the business or for the team. Mm-hmm. And it's great to be in that space, but unfortunately we get stuck there. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that we don't spend enough time in the other zone, which is the learning zone. And the learning zone is where we, we spend time getting feedback on how we are doing things. It's where we find the time to read new trend insights mm-hmm. and uh, spend time with the curators mm-hmm. or the the people that, you know, the teachers that you, that you enjoy. But that that time is really important. And what I see often is that teams don't fluctuate or individuals don't fluctuate mm. between two, these two zones. Mm. We get stuck in the performance zone and in the performance zone, learning is a byproduct mm. of performance. Mm. So we, and, and even then, like a, a question, like you might see the lesson, but are you integrating? Yeah. It? And my, my, my hunch would be probably not because yeah. you're not stepping back into the learning zone. Yeah. You're not slowing down. And so to put it into your, to your words, the performance zone is when you are working in your team or on, or in your business. And the learning zone is when you're working on your team, on your business, on yourself. And so we need to be able to switch between those two zones every single day. And I think, you know, we're very fortunate because our work in a way pushes us into the learning zone very, very often. Yeah. And what I see for, for, you know, many of the clients that I work with, that's not the case. For them, it's, it's all about the performance. Yeah. And there's no time that is created for the team to be intentional with their learning zone. In a, in a way, what needs to happen is that's your own time. Yeah. You go and figure that out. You know, yeah. if, if I was running that team, I would say there needs to be a demarcated space where the team is learning and not just as individuals. Yes. But as a team. Yes. Yes.
0: Sure. That's a big one. Eh? I mean, I think individually I'm excellent at it, but my team, I could do definitely do more of it. Uh, now that I'm actually thinking about it, you know, it's uh, definitely an important mm. thing to do because there's always, you're always busy, right? So there's, there's not like, it's not like you're going to have a quiet time. You have to actually demarcate it and say, look, yeah. this is the time we're going to do that. Um, mm. I read this great thing about uh, uh, if you've trained hard race day is just a victory lap. And, mm. and uh, this is the same thing, you know, it's like the performance becomes better and better and better. And it's just the result of all the training that you've been doing. And then performance becomes like simple almost, you know? So yeah, mm. that, 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 that's really great. I love that. um, so the enemy of learning just really recap it for us again.
1: Yeah. So number one was this idea that we think in glances. Yes that uh, we don't deeply integrate new information into the way that we, we show up in the world. Secondly, was that because of this information overload, that we often just consume what's in front of us. Mm. And because it's a mediocre input, mm. what can you expect mm. a mediocre output? Mm. So we have to find and filter the best. Mm. And, and one way to do that is to find the teachers, it's to find the curators. It's to listen to the expansive um thirdly is that okay, uh is learning asymmetry yeah which occurs in teams and really learning asymmetry just says that if we don't have like if we don't have shared mental models then we don't, also don't have shared accountability yeah. like we need shared more yeah. but not just that because otherwise you run the risk of groupthink you need new mental models mm. all the time and you need discussions about it and you need to be in a in a team where there's psychological safety where we can Discuss it at length, you know, where like, it doesn't mean that just because a new mental model is presented that that's the right way to do it.
0: Look, I, I, I talk and about then- like workshopping your assumptions and biases that are hidden inside your perspective that often become intertwined with the company's culture. You know, change is bad for mm. business or, you know, whatever yeah. it is, like optimistic bias. That's also another bias that people have. Um, and so it's really mm. about, I love what you just said, psychological safety. And I think that's mm. that's a key term. You know, that's a very good term, actually. That's what you need. Yeah, sorry. And fourth.
1: Yeah. And then fourth is making time to fluctuate between the performance zone and the learning zone. Very good. Uh, so that that's so that that's constantly happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that.
0: Well, good. Well, thanks so much. And Brian, thank you, for the, thank you. Uh, for the good comment. Eric, that was really great. Tell us, you're doing a free webinar with these topics. When are you doing that?
1: yeah it'll be too late for those listening oh. um, on the podcast oh. but if you're listening live that's tomorrow morning at 9am okay south African um, time yeah but i mean just listen to the podcast <laughs> i think you can I, <laughs> grab everything that you need from there yeah fair enough but i uh, also
0: i think Anita's mm-hmm. coming to your to your uh, webinar she messaged me she's like i'm gonna go do you want to come to eric's webinar i'm like whatever busy <laughs> like, no, no, it's like, uh, I'm going to go to Eric's webinar. I'm like, great, go for it. Go learn something. Go bring back some gold. Well, look, uh, look just very quickly, I won the Discovery competition. If anybody knows anything about it out there, um, we raised 25,000 Rand for Woodrock Animal Rescue um, so Amazing. very, very happy. And thank you for everybody that followed uh, my code, opened up an account with them. And I'm really excited about the fact that these doggies and cats are going to get warmer beds and more food to eat over the next uh, few months. So thanks to everybody for that. And, uh, thank you all for listening to the expansive business podcast. Uh, it's been great to have you all along with us. Uh, good luck out there. Be safe. You know, the third wave isn't quite done yet. Uh, and if you think this podcast could be helpful to somebody else, please do share it. It would be really appreciative. Eric?
1: Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, dude. Bye-bye.